Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to Ovicast, the Chagas Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring less insights, advice and technical updates for the sheep industry. With the grazing season well on the way in many farms, we catch up with Dr. Philip Crichton to discuss some key aspects of grazing management. We discuss the current grazing conditions on farms around the country and the impact open covers has had on grass growth during March. We have on to discuss why it's important we need to form grazing groups and the impact that has on both grass and animal performance. Philip outlines the grazing targets and the importance of achieving residuals that are sward for subsequent rotations. We move on to discuss fertiliser application for the second round to meet that rise in demand. We finish up discussing grazing targets on farms for the coming weeks. But we start off with Philip highlighting why our focus now needs to be on our grazing management to maximise land performance. The big thing about grazing over the next couple of weeks now really is that as you say, Lambing on a lot of farms um, is kind of coming to the end. Um, and for those that have been lambing since early March, <clears throat> we're getting to the position now where lambs are going to soon start to be, you know, taking in, you know, more significant amounts of grass themselves. They'll be hitting that five or six weeks of age over the next week or two. Um, you know, and we'll be going into the second rotation. So it's about, <clears throat> it's about making sure that, um, Firstly, I suppose that we have an, uh, enough grass there to, to meet that rising demand. And secondly, it's about managing the grass that it, it's of as high a quality as possible, you know, considering that we're not only going to be feeding the yews now, but we're going to be feeding the lambs as well. And we really need high quality grass there to drive on lamb performance. Look, March has been hit and miss. We got off to a kind of dodgy start to us who did weatherwise, but... Certainly in the latter half of the year, like growth picked up significantly with a couple of warm weeks prior to this week's cold snap. Um, we're seeing some good growth rate figures coming back in from sheep farms on pasture based Philip Lake. There's still a variation out there among them, though, but just, you might give us a bit of insight to what's happening around the country. Yeah, so definitely, as you say, I suppose, you know, late February and early March, we were we were looking at, at quite low covers of grass I suppose growth was behind um we were a little bit worried maybe um I suppose since since after Paddy's Day now um you know weather did improve um soil temperatures um came up um quite fast um and for those that you know were able to get the opportunity to get some fertilizer out maybe in earlier Mar- in, in early March um that was really starting to kick in um and the growth rates I suppose over the last two weeks or so um as you say granted the temperatures have come down a bit this week but for the previous two weeks um we were seeing average growth rates there for for farms that were measuring on pasture base of, of up around 30 kilos um per hectare per day um now there is a range in that um we're seeing some farms up on up on on 40 or 50 kilos a day and we're still seeing some farms down at maybe 10 or 15 and i suppose the story that we is emerging from that is that you know the farms that you know did have uh, a, a relatively good opening farm cover. So they, they had a closing plan in place um, and, and, and they got some fertilizer out um, relatively early. I suppose everyone was late this year, but they took their opportunities when they could. Um, their growth rates now are really are really driving on uh, versus farms maybe where the, the, the opening farm cover was, was very low. Um, you know, maybe no closing plan in place. And fair enough, you know, some of this was weather related, some of it was location uh, related. Um, you know, we can't, we're not saying that it's, it's, it's all within our control, but certainly it would appear that, that those that did, uh, you know, took steps that were within their control 
are reaping the benefits now um, versus maybe people that took their eye off the ball a little bit um, are still suffering in terms of growth rates still being, being, being quite low, really, you know. Probably it's, it's still probably higher than most marches, though, as far as I saved a lot of them farms in terms of growth, it's kind of nearly matching demand. It's getting them out of that ho- um, hole that they're in. Yeah, so the last two weeks, I suppose they are definitely, um, you know, people that were in real trouble. Um, the growth rates, thankfully, have come up a lot, um, and and it's getting people out of trouble. I suppose what, just what I'm saying is, is that <clears throat> some farms maybe they were, you know, still maybe a little bit behind, but had done everything they could, um, are, are are basically out of trouble now, and and are really reaping the benefits of the improved conditions. Um, versus some farms maybe they are still still under a fair bit of pressure, and it's important maybe to to take stock of of where they are, um, in terms of. You know how much of the farm is grazed, um, we'd be kind of saying for for a flock that was starting to lamb from early March onwards, um, you're really heading for about eighty percent of the farm will be grazed at this stage, um, you know if people are finding themselves with the entire farm grazed if the covers were low, um, you know ideally they probably should have slowed them up um, earlier in the rotation and put some supplement in to slow them up. If they're in the position now where they've stripped the whole farm and, and look, we are in a cold week now, so growth will be back a bit this week. Um, I suppose they're going to have to assess maybe do they need to put in supplement now or, 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 or that'll depend on what stage they're at in terms of whether they did lamb earlier or whether they've only started lambing later, which maybe suits their farm because they're a later farm anyway. Um, Just to pull you out a little bit on that point, like... The target there of having you with your 68% of that ground grazed at the moment, that's for the farms are bang on where they should be. I suppose there's two, there's probably two scenarios in that. There's the ones that didn't have enough grass, and as you alluded to, they're probably going through the rotation. And for the others that mightn't even be at that target, that higher cover's going through, there's probably one key message for both of them farms, Philip, in terms of grouping up stock and rest of the paddock, certainly to get a regrowth, but also being able to get through some of the heavier cover. So... Maybe if we split both scenarios first, but the grouping up firstly, the benefit of doing that at this stage. Yeah, and 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 as you say, in both scenarios, it's actually quite important. Um, it's probably even more important for somebody who's actually tight on grass at the moment. Um, in that, it gives the chance for as much of the farm as possible to be growing. Um, rather than having a lot of small groups scattered around the farm where, um everything has been grazed down at the same time um, even with um, you know a reduction in temperature this week I just looked at the temperatures here um, we're still at about eight and a half degrees this morning here now that has come down from about 11 and a half degrees uh, this day last week uh, last Tuesday but look it's still good grass growing soil temperature it'll depend I suppose on what happens through the rest of the week and into the weekend they are still forecasting colder weather but I suppose the, the, the good thing about this time of year is that the days are longer and that it, it, it's 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 less likely that soil temperatures will drop dramatically um, versus, you know, what you might see in January or February. So that's a positive. But at the same time, we need to be in a position that whatever growth is there, even if it is reduced, um, that as much of, of the farm as possible is given the opportunity to, to, to take advantage of that and, 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 and to produce uh, grass and to build covers. Um, that's if you're in a, in a in a tight situation. If if you know maybe you're not 
too bad of a position now at the moment. Growth has improved a good bit on your farm. You had good cover starting out. Um, the importance of the grouping up there is, is that, like that as well, we're maximising the regrowth, regrowth behind us. But we're also starting to think about now closing up for silage um, that we can tighten up maybe the, 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 the grazing area a little bit so that we can prioritise um, getting some ground closed and growing for silage that we can cut uh, early, you know, mid to late May, to get high quality size for next winter, you know, so we're already planning, you know, basically, you know, 10 or 12 months down the line in terms of what are we going to feed the oils uh, next winter. Just the, right, the, the other aspect of group group, we've batching up, so you've actually got fields resting, so we've the regrowth. That's certainly important for those with low covers of grass, but even for those with higher covers, there's the two benefits there, so Phil. One, they're getting through that higher cover quicker and you're spending your, your residency period is shorter, but also you're getting that second rotation, perhaps higher quality regrowth coming back in early, and that's what the lambs are really going to need to benefit in terms of performance. Yeah, so <clears throat> I suppose, yeah, in terms of if, if there was higher covers of grass there, um, well, that's very welcome, obviously. It's better to have it than to be looking for it. Um, but the issue is there, I suppose, uh, if, if we're not able to graze that out properly now, um, at the end of the first rotation or even the beginning of the second rotation, that's going to have an impact on grass quality for, for subsequent rotations right up to weaning, really. The, the first rotation and, 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 and the second rotation in terms of graze-outs, um, if we can get that right, really the rest of the, 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 the grazing management up to weaning will be relatively straightforward. Um, but if we're leaving a lot of, of, of stemmy um, grass behind us now, um, that will break down um, and, and, and will continue to, 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 to grow up through the sward um, in subsequent rotations and will make it much more difficult to maintain leaf. Um, and as we say, the lambs, you know, from four or five weeks of age onwards really are starting to eat grass and from six or seven weeks on are, are consuming significant amounts of grass um, as the milk yield of the yo starts decreasing, you know, after about five weeks. So, you know, we really need to do everything we can to make sure that you know those swords are as leafy and as digestible as possible to drive the energy uh, content of the diet for the grow, growing lamb. So just in terms of that Philip like our target post-grazing residual and what our pre-grazing post-grazing target should be for this stage of the year? Yeah so I suppose for the for the first rotation you know really we're saying if we can graze out as tight as possible so around three and a half to four centimeters of a, of a, of a post-grazing height or, or a residual as, as some people would call it and then you know from your second rotation on really it'll depend on, on what your stocking rate is so if you're highly stocked we're probably still talking about grazing down to maybe four centimeters if you're more lowly stocked um, you know, you can probably go to maybe four and a half centimetres, rising to about five centimetres by the time we get to weaning. Um, and that's really getting the balance between what the, the su supply and demand is. Obviously, the tighter we graze, we will have an impact on, on individual lamb performance. But there's a trade-off then in terms of if, if you're very highly stocked, you have more lambs on the farm. So you have to um, graze that little bit tighter um, and you, you might take a, a bit of a knock in individual lamb performance you have more lambs to sell versus if you were lowly stocked you know that's not what you would be you would be doing all you're doing there is penalizing a lower number of lambs you know to have maybe you know perfect grass but you'll end up with surplus grass very quickly because um you're, you're making them work that little bit harder than they need to work i suppose phil though there's the one advantage of the bigger group you're achieving that residual that bit quicker too 
And um, yeah. it, might, it might be an issue maybe in some farms. Look at that first couple of weeks of March, conditions weren't ideal. We've seen a lot of wonderful conditions getting bad, pasture getting dirty as well, which is difficult to graze out. There is an opportunity there for farmers to clean that out now in the start of the second rotation. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So look, everything being equal in an ideal world, we'd have all that done in the first rotation, but certainly, yes, there was challenging weather conditions there at times. Um, and the right thing to do was to move sheep on. And the last thing we want to be doing is putting them under pressure when when, when we don't need to, um, particularly in early lactation. Um, the, the thing to do there now would be that where sheep did have to be moved on quicker maybe in wet conditions or whatever in the first rotation try and target those during dry periods now um in the second rotation and um, to, to graze the out you know as, as best as possible and again you know as i said lambs aren't going to be consuming significant amounts of grass really until they're six or seven weeks old so there's still time in the second rotation to make the o's do that work that little bit harder to to, to set that field up for the third rotation um, but at that point, you know, it really needs to be as good as possible because the lambs are going to be consuming a lot of grass at that stage. So ideally, first rotation sets up the second. But if there's if there's times that we had to adjust our management in the first, that's fine. That's normal. Um, do your best in the second rotation. And that should then leave it right for for for, sec- for the third and fourth and fifth uh, rotations. Just like and we suppose we'll come to the fertilizer aspect in a moment. But just to finish out the group stuff with you for a moment, like. It's not too early in the season either to be considering temporary fencing, you know, getting our paddock size new to match our group size and maybe minimising the number of grazing groups we have on the farm. Yeah, so look, the, the lower the number of groups, um, that means that there's more of the farm rested than growing at any one time. So from a grass point of view, that's that's positive. From from a, from a sheep point of view, look, at it, it's, it's, it's less groups that need to be herded every day. Um, it's easier to manage them. Um, they're moving on more frequently through different breaks of grass. So, you know, if they're moving every three days, you know, they're getting fresh grass much more frequently than, than if they're only moving every week. And um, so, again, that can drive performance. It'll help in terms of maintaining milk yield in, in the O's because they're getting a higher quality diet. And it'll also help improve land performance because they're getting access to fresher fresher leafier grass on a much more regular basis as well like so and yes you know you know the use of temporary fencing really once lambs are two or three weeks old and um, there's there's no issue putting up um temporary fencing they're well bonded at that stage they're not going to be straying too far away um, and get them get them trained up and, and get them into a rotation at that stage just uh, like i mentioned there like that second round fertilizer application in a lot of farms we've seen the first round was a bit delayed you know, there could be a tendency there with the good growth rates maybe take a foot off a little bit this stage year, but her demands are still increasing quite rapidly on sheep farms. What's your recommendation, Philip, for the start of April in terms of fertiliser application, maybe just in type or quantities? Yeah, so I suppose really it's it's, it's again about getting, uh, um, you know, another 20 to 30 kilos a night out per hectare, you know, you're kind of uh, 20 to 25 units Um the acre again which is I suppose the balance of, of the same again from the first application really and yes um, you know first rotation our first applications were delayed on a lot of farms this year due to the weather and, and that was the right thing to do um, you know the responsible thing to do um, but we are kind of getting to the stage now where a lot of people maybe would have got at least part of the farm um, spread you know about a month ago um, 
and you know a lot of that nitrogen will have been used now uh, growing the grass for the first rotation um, and the start of the second rotation so as we move through now and as as fields have been grazed and um, they should have been been getting topped up again or should be getting topped up over the next week or two um, and that's going to grow the grass really for the third rotation when again as we've said and i know i'm repeating myself but that's when that's when we're really at a very high demand on sheep farms because you still have the yos eating significant amounts of grass every day because they're still lactating which also have the lambs uh, taking insignificant amounts of of grass as well every day so and you will look really consider, will you consider sure tillage as well like at that stage and we need to be and we need to be considering closing up part of the farm for silage as well so you know our our demands are going to keep rising um, quite rapidly over the next two or three weeks so we need to again do everything that we can do uh, to make sure that there's no lull in in grass uh, growth uh, to, to match that demand is there an opportunity philip at the moment to maybe start trickle feeding some of the compounds where soil fertility needs to be addressed yeah yeah um second rot- uh, second application um is is an ideal time uh, to start looking at your soil test results um identifying you know what fields need what um and yeah um it's a good time to be going with a compound to address some of those issues um to to, to maximize performance i suppose during april and may and again as as our demands are increasing we want to be trying to address anything that we can that will minimize a reduction in, in in grass growth potential of the farm and if soil fertility is below optimal then grass growth will be below optimal so it's it's the ideal time to start start thinking about addressing some of those issues as well. And look, just in terms of, we mentioned about growth and different things being on target. Like as we're heading towards mid-April, we're still looking at about twenty days grass ahead as grass growth rates pick up. It, it's perhaps no harm just to assess where we are in terms of cover before people consider closing up. Yeah. So <clears throat> really, um, as you say, we're we're looking at about twenty days ahead of a target at the moment. You know, heading into the middle of April. And usually then what will happen is, is that we'll reach kind of magic day. We'll reach where, you know, growth is matching demand. And, you know, as if we've done all the things we've dared discussed in terms of grouping up and getting, you know, your next round of fertilizer out and all that, that growth rate will continue to increase. And, and what we do there then is to match the increase in growth rate, we increase our demand by, by, by closing off a part of the farm for silage so that we're still keeping our, our growth rate and our demand in balance, but we also have part of the farm closed and growing to, to produce our silage requirements. So it's, it's, about keeping, it's about keeping things in balance. And up to now, what we've been trying to do is keep the daily demand and, 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 and the daily growth rate in, in, in balance as much as possible for the early part. As that now naturally increases on the growth side, we, we 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 manipulate our management to increase the demand while also allowing us that opportunity to, to close up. Well, let's hope conditions improve. We get a wee bit more wild, milder weather next week. And this cold snap passes and we see growth coming up again. Look, hopefully we get the benefits of that in terms of land performance this spring. Phil, it was good catching up with you. Thanks for your insights on Grace Management for the next couple of weeks. Thanks, Kieran. Okay, we'll have to wrap things up with that. Again, it was very good getting Phil on. Just highlighting some of them key targets again for grazing for the coming weeks and really it's important we get our rotation set up now we form our grazing groups because it will have a big impact on animal performance and indeed in our grassland performance for the rest of the seasons key that we get started on the right foot um, we will start doing our grass reports again they'll be available along with our updates on the sheep program on our twitter page at chocolate sheep 
That's it for me for this episode. Again, thanks for joining. Don't forget to subscribe and listen in any of our episodes.